Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. I'm Noah M. Poole, Minister Jew. We are the priesthood, the hip-hop priests, and welcome to Hip Hop Astrology Radio, where the stars meet the stars, man. This week in the Star Hour, we're going to build on Floyd Mayweather, Scarface, and a new track he um, did with Stephen Jackson called America the Beautiful, which is a response to the death of Mike Brown, whose funeral was today. Uh, we're going to deal with the shooting of Suge Knight and live with us via spiritual transmission, let me be clear, via spiritual transmission from the planet Neptune, Pharrell Williams and how he created the Ice Bucket Challenge. So we're going to get into this and um, definitely grab you a pen, uh, a pad, something to write with, take some notes, because we're going to connect some dots and you're going to have to think outside of the box here. This is what we call the Aquarian Age. You've got to think different and um, just get ready to take a journey through consciousness because this is going to be a very enlightening series. Let me go to my man, my brother, my co-host, make sure he's in the building. Minister Jew, what's happening? Peace, peace, Noble. What's good? Everything's good, man. That's what it is, what it is. So welcome to our very first show uh, of Hip Hop Astrology Radio. Um, Going to be entertaining, uh, but it's it's more so uh, in the in the in the area of uh, education, right? Because what the priesthood, myself and Noble Ampu, strive to do is to bring awareness to the self first, right? And in this age that we live in, music is such a dominant force, uh, especially in the minds of the youth. Um, far as the influence and the culture is concerned for, for the young teenage kids, uh, young adults, uh, et cetera, et cetera, we chose to uh, utilize uh, the science of the heavens and merge it with the sound of the day. And um, this is how we think we're going to be able to reach the youth um, because music influences people. It makes you feel good. It lifts you up. Um, uh, some music uh, uh, helps you cope when you're down and whatnot. And people can relate to a lot of messages that folks put in music. Um, so we're striving to bring forth this data so that you can learn from it, one, and then second, be entertained by it. Uh, it's going to be very fun, very creative. And the, the main goal is to, um, to influence people to want to learn this craft and to get more information on this craft because when we, when we begin that journey, life becomes a lot easier, right? We're able to plan more efficiently. We're able to know when certain um, situations may be coming upon us that may be detrimental. We'll also know when to take advantage of certain things. And most importantly, we can stop doing the guesswork and really look at what gifts did the creator put inside of me as an individual? How can I be most effective for myself, for my family, and then to the world? Where do my gifts lie? Uh, am, I, am I a communicator? Uh, am I an orator? Uh, am I more family-driven? Uh, am I more of a teacher? Uh, what is my... Uh, what, what is my, my, my makeup, what is my cosmic makeup 
that way I could move in that direction and not have to be influenced uh, so much by the environment that we live in, right? Because a lot of times we have these tools and these jewels that the Creator has given us, and most of the time it's the stuff that we overlook because we do it so easily, we do it so well, uh, but we never think about how to make a career out of it or how to help somebody else on some of the gifts that the Creator has given us, right? So instead of being a victim of your environment and you following uh, the status quo and, uh, you know, what you see in your environment, you tend to adapt to and then take on some of the same traits or characteristics and then you find yourself in a predicament that you don't want to be in or that you feel you shouldn't have been in, but you didn't have the tools available uh, to know what is your destiny, what is your purpose here. So um, that's what we aim to do is to uh, be that beacon of hope and light uh, to where young young black men and women, and just not black men and women, but all people to understand direction in life uh, and move in a, in a in a upward fashion to be the best that they can be. So that's the premise for Hip Hop Astrology Radio. Yeah, indeed. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. So um, what I want to do, uh, I'm first up tonight, and we're going to, we're gonna go back and forth like like Scarface and Benny Siegel on the on the Mac and Brad joint. We're gonna tag team a little bit and um and get into some things, man. But first, uh, I wanna get into this Scarface joint to set the tone. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand and fourteen, man. People scared to speak their mind. Fuck 'em. Generation crack baby. They waging war against a black lady. To find our kids to a jail cell. Life expectancy for our black males. Been twenty years off top. A nigga biggest fears were top, y'all. They say the penitentiary and plantation. The people with the fear of our black nation. Destroy us economically, so education is off the topic. They don't wanna say it. I swear to Christ, I'm not the one you wanna play. I know the truth about the smiling face. When Whitey do some shit, we want apology. They don't respect when niggas turn the other cheek. Not Martin Luther King, but I got dreams though. And we still overcome, but I don't sing, ho. We segregate. In every state, I don't give a fuck, I hate them anyway. So fuck a 311, fuck a triple K. Fuck your Nazi flag, fuck your fucking state. Now let us pray with those who taught us hate. Raising the entire race with a smiling face. Can't fuck with terror in the Middle East. In my community, they terrorizing me. Black's the only black, ain't nothing new about it. If Elvis ain't the king of rock, do without him. Fuck culture bullshit. Fuck culture, fuck culture bullshit. Fucking fine soap. So, there you have it. The new Scarface and Steven Jackson track that they put out uh, late last week. And they were really, really building on 
the climate um, and what had taken place a couple weeks back uh, in Ferguson, Missouri. Quite sure everybody has heard of that story unless you've been living under a rock. Um, it's been the most publicized uh, news story, I would have to say, for the last two weeks, especially domestically, right? We got some other issues going on in other parts of the world, but domestically, um, this has been the the news story, everyday coverage, you know, um, a city filled with uh, military, uh, AR-15s, rifles, uh, I mean, all kind of uh, gadgets that resemble uh, the United States going to occupy another country uh, when they're at war, um, uh, which stemmed from the murder of a young male named Mike Brown who uh, was shot six times uh, by a police officer named, I think his name's Darren Wilson, is the name that they released to the public. Uh, so that record that you heard right there uh, was in response to um, that, that particular issue uh, in Ferguson. So <clears throat> real, real dope record, man. Go check it out. Uh, Stephen Jackson actually surprised me on that joint, man. I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware that he was actually into the hip hop thing, uh, but when I heard that, I was, I was, it was a pleasant surprise, man. So y'all go Google that joint and uh, take a take a hard listen to it because there's some jewels in there. Them brothers really speaking their mind on how they see it from their vantage point. But um, the issue at hand, since we're dealing with hip hop astrology, right? And here's the here's the science, right? Um, Everything in our culture, to me, is hip-hop um, because that's the culture that we've created uh, while being here in America, right? Hip-hop is a culture. It's in the boardrooms of America. Um, it's in the politics of America. Uh, it's in the white suburbs of America. It's everywhere that you can look. Uh, the presence of hip-hop is felt. Everybody wants to have swag in some type of way, right? So, uh, I hit nobody some background noise. I don't know where it's coming from, but go ahead. All right. So yeah. So um. So yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna touch on this Mike Brown situation astrologically, right? Because, um, like I said, if we had the availability to these tools, um, and being able to apply them and learn them at a steady pace uh, and observe and pay attention, uh, then a lot of these things can be negated. Now, I do want to say this prior to me going into this observation of this young man's chart. Uh, our condolences go out to his family, um, his mother, Ms. McFadden, his father, uh, uh, Mr. Brown Sr. Uh, you know, the funeral was today like Noble spoke about. Uh, thousands of people showed up in support of that young black man. We actually interviewed his cousin uh, last Thursday night, um, Joanna. She was able to come on. Uh, I, I was able to get in contact with her through Twitter, and we had been talking, and I had showed her some stuff privately online in, in regards to Mike Brown, and um, she was moved by it and decided that she would 
accept the invitation to come on the radio. So she came on last Thursday. I interviewed her for maybe about 30, 45 minutes. Then uh, we went into our spiel, only like the priesthood can, to, to explain what's going on from another level of uh, of understanding, understanding, overstanding, et cetera, right? So <clears throat> first I want to lay some groundwork for the concepts in astrology, and it's real brief. Um, we, we're we on a planet that's hurling through space, right? And sometimes I think we forget that, right, because we're so consumed with our feet on the ground that we forget that we're actually in space right now, moving, right? And uh, some people are skeptical about astrology probably because they don't, they haven't took the time out to actually research it and study it or, or, or participate in it to some degree, right? Um, but when you become fully invested in it, you can see clearly that human behavior, consciousness, all the way down to your physical body, right, these planets have an effect on your uh, being, right? Uh, they're sending these waves of energy you as an individual and is leaving impressions or uh, um, uh, uh, how can I say, I don't want to say suggestions, but influences, they're, they're influences. So you're, uh, you're what, what did I say I call it? You're uh, uh, L-U-I. You're living under the influence all the time. You know, people get the D-U-I's, but you're living under the influence all the time. Um, the better you can control your liquor, right, the better chances are that you'll be able to make it home safe, right, if you're driving, right? But so the better you can handle yourself under certain influences, right, the better the outcome will be. So when you learn how these influences actually work, right, your life can change for the better because you're aware that these influences do exist, right? So that's just brief. So I was I was uh, blessed enough to be able to get the birth date from Joanna earlier today uh, Mike Brown's birthday is May 20th, 1996, for those that want to know. Uh, he's a critical degree Taurus, 29 degrees Taurus, right? Um, but it's a couple planets that I want to look at in particular in regards to this situation, right? Um, when we look in his chart, two planets, actually, four, well, three in totality, Um this young man has Mars, right, which is uh, a planet that deals with force, possibly death, firearms, violence, weapons, and the animal nature of a human being, right? This is some of the uh, some of the keywords for the planet Mars, right? Um, he has this planet at 13 degrees. Taurus, all right? He has another planet called Mercury, 21 degrees Taurus, right? So when, you get, when you're in astrology, we look at planets and we uh, make an observation to see where they're located in space at the time of your birth, right, when you come out of your mother's womb. This is what we call the natal chart. And uh, most people are familiar with their zodiac sign, right, um, and they know their sun sign, so I'm quite sure Michael knew that he was a Taurus, right? But you have other planets, <clears throat> excuse me, in the zodiac um, that exhibit different energies as well. 
to give you a full backdrop of a person's uh, psychology, uh, even their their physical makeup, right, and what type of issues they would incur uh, on their stay here on the planet, and some of the things that will come about their way that will be um, pleasurable to them, right? Uh, their emotions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. Uh, some of the, those were some of the keywords for the planet Mars. Now, the other planet, Mercury, right, which is all about communication, speaking, uh, writing, um, words, right? It's very fast, rapid movement. It takes about 88 days to make a revolution around the sun, right? Uh, this planet is at 21 degrees Taurus, right? So <clears throat> this is what we call in astrology and a conjunction, of planets when they're within the 10-degree orb of one another. Um, so Mars being at 13 degrees, right, uh, and Mercury being at 21 degrees, that's an 8-degree variance, which is in that 10-degree orb. They're 8 degrees within 8 degrees of space of one another, which satisfies the definition for conjunction in astrology, right? Uh also, and, and this is where we look to for events from day to day. So August 9th was the actual date. But I just want you all to keep in mind those two planets involved uh, in this young man's chart. On that date, August 9th, 2014, planets don't stop moving just because you're born, right? They continue to move in their orbit around the sun, right? And uh, we call this transiting planets, moving planets, right, that are on the move. They're not stationary. They're moving. Um, and on that day uh, of the fatal shooting and killing of uh, Michael Brown, we had, we had a few things going on on that particular day. We had Mars, right, which, remember, is about what? It's about uh, uh, bloodshed, death, firearms, right? Uh, egotistical, right? We had this planet in opposition because on that particular day, August 9, 2014, Mars was at seven degrees Scorpio. So Scorpio, right, the zodiac sign, right, and Taurus, the zodiac sign, are in opposition to one another. Opposition is 180 degrees. That means a straight line from one zodiac sign to the next, right? So they're completely opposite. So if you think about a wall clock, right, let's just say, <clears throat> uh, 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 let's just say Taurus is at 12 o'clock to make it simple, right? Scorpio would be at 6 o'clock, right, which is a direct, a, a straight line from one another, but they're opposite one another, right? You know, two separate ends of that clock uh, in a, a straight line is what connects the two, the two numbers, 12 and 6. So, um, so when we're looking at this in this chart, right, its opposition is unfavorable, right? It's, it's like um, it's very standoffish, you know, like, like two bulls uh, uh, revving up on one side of the stadium and another one revving up on the other side of the stadium, and they about to let them out 
and 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 they run into one another full speed, and they clash and they clash and they clash uh, until somebody eventually gives in or some cooperation is brought into the mix in order to subdue some of that clashing, right? So, so right off the bat, we know that uh, when we're looking at this planet Mars, which on that date was at seven degrees Scorpio, right? Which, which and Mars also represents the masculine energy or a male, right? So we're looking at a planet on a approaching, in an, in astrology we call uh, when when planets are <clears throat> engaging each other in aspects. You got these different aspects: sextiles, conjunctions, oppositions, squares, right? You can Google these terms to get a better understanding of what they represent, right? Uh, and what we'll do on the website, hiphopastrology.com, visit the website. We've made some new updates to the website. Uh, we'll put some basic things on there for the people who are coming in just trying to get an understanding of some of the language that we're speaking so you can go there and look at what some of these aspects represent. We want to be the place where you can come to get the data. So <clears throat> when we're looking at this thing, right, uh, Mars, right, seven degrees, Transit Mars, excuse me, seven degrees Scorpio on August 9th, opposite Michael Brown's natal Mars at 13 degrees Taurus. This is what we call an approaching aspect, right, an approaching angle, meaning, uh, it's, it, example, uh, somebody is walking in front of you, right, and they look strange, they're discombobulated, uh, you notice this person, right? You have to be on alert. You have to be ready. You have to be paying attention or at attention because there's something approaching me, right, that I have to have my focus or my attention on, right? So approaching angles in astrology are the ones that we look at very sharply because we know this is something that's coming towards us. This is something that is approaching us. This is something that is about to be in my sphere, or my circumference that I'm going to have to address, right? And we don't want to we don't want to put things off that we know we have to address. So uh, we engage that right head on, right? Uh, so this is very very important because remember, uh, I said Mars can represent a masculine force, right? So keep in mind you got Mike Brown's energy, right? The masculine force, the Martian principle in his chart at 13 degrees Taurus. Now you have approaching him and his masculine energy, another masculine energy, right, same planet, though, right, where it could be some egotistical stuff involved or uh, I'm standing my ground type of thing, right? But here's where it gets very interesting. There's another planet called Saturn, all right, and Saturn deals with law enforcement, uh, higher authorities, officials, uh, in other words, police officers, right? This is one of the keywords for Saturn, right, and its many probabilities and possibilities, right? So now look what we have here. We have a transiting, two transiting planets, both malefic, the two malefics at that in the zodiac, right, that denote death, limitation, all of these things that are uh, critical for us to be aware of uh, we're, when we're in certain junctions in our life, uh, 
certain things are going on. These are these these are the type of reference points that we need to be aware of, right? Because if we're not, then things can get out of control and then the energy creep up on you before you know it. You're in a circumstance or a situation and you're trying to figure out how you got there. So in this case, right, Saturn, right, at was at sixteen degrees Scorpio on August the ninth, right? So let's put this into interpretation because in astrology what happens is you look at planets that have certain keywords, right? These don't generally change too often. The planet represents what the planet represents, right? Uh, you can get cute, you know what I mean, and, and, and have different, uh, 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 you know, a lot of words to describe the same thing, but for the most part, um, you know, hot is hot and cold is cold. You know what I mean? There's plenty of words that you can come up to describe hot in different words, but it's still hot you know, at the end of the day. So, what we're looking at is law enforcement, right, right, which is Saturn, right, opposing Mike Brown's natal Mars, right, which is aggression, right, and also opposing uh, his natal Mercury that we spoke about. Now, when you look at, when you listen to the details and the people who spoke about what they heard, right, the the, the some of the initial stories were. The officers said something, verbal communication, which is Mercury, right? We already got Saturn in the mix, which is an officer or can represent an officer, right? Opposing Mike Brown's natal Mercury and his natal Mars, right? So now, what was said? What was said that sparked the conversation or initiated this aggressive energy? Because that's all it takes. Once something happens that denotes the energy of the planet, the situation is on at that point. It, it's like a snowball effect. It's rolling because you've excited uh, the potential that this planet is exhibiting in its waveform, and now you're actualizing the actual event, right? And, and these energies are propelling these things to move forward. So uh, they said that the police officer told him something like, get the fuck out the street, which is some vulgar language, right, right? But this is what you're looking at with Saturn opposite uh, Mercury, right? And uh, they said that this is what the police department is reporting, that Mike Brown said something back to him or uh, the officer didn't necessarily like what Mike Brown said back to him and decided to stop the vehicle, right, or, or open his car door. And then they say, a scuffle ensued where Mike Brown was trying to get away from the police, right? So you're dealing with all this aggressive energy, this Mars opposite Mars in this young man's chart by way of the influence of Saturn as well, which is dealing with a police officer, law enforcement, uh, officials, some type of official, right, town official, et cetera, et cetera, right? So then it got real nasty. Why? Because immediately following that, the 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 most aggressive side of Mars came out. Weapons were drawn, right? Because remember, I told you one of the key words for Saturn. I mean, from for Mars is weaponry, weaponry, iron, steel. You know, these type of metals which these guns are actually made out of, right? So one thing leads to the next thing, right? And then these planetary energies unfold just like they normally do or always do depending upon the consciousness of the individual who's engaging 
uh, with their mind if they're aware of these things or not, right? So there you have it. You have police officer, right, weapons, right, death, right, some type of communication that happened where it was aggressive, one party, and then like what the other party said. So here is how the influences of astrology, right, can manifest and take hold in one's life. And um, with that explanation of what was going on, I'll probably write a blog about it with some more detail, explain some other things that are going on on the chart on that particular day uh, to get into some more detail. But with that, I'm going to pass it over to my partner, uh, the noble one, and he's going to get into this whole Suge Knight thing uh, that just happened with Chris Brown in the club the other night. So, Noble and Pooh, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, make sure, can you hear me? And Absolutely. Make sure we're good, man. You know how internet radio can be sometimes. Um, yeah, man, see, that's a, that's a classic example. And those of you that are in the network with us, um, you notice that, you know, we discussed Mars at, at depth. Um, everything that we say, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to Google it yourself. Just do the bare minimum and Google it yourself. We're going to connect the dots here. You are now a spiritual detective. You're on a trail of piecing the puzzle, put piecing the pieces of the puzzle together. That's, that's what we're going to do. And once we see what is called a coincidence, Coincidence are a reoccurring pattern. So if there's no such thing as a coincidence, everything is mathematical, or let me put it in another way, everything happened because God said so, then we are going to put the pieces of the puzzle together and go into a journey of consciousness into the psychology of God. All right? Um, we look at Suge Knight. All right? Let's look at his name, Marion Suge Knight, right? Look at this, Marion. Look at the word, Mar-ion, okay? Now, Suge Knight is an Aries, okay? Aries is ruled by the planet Mars, okay? His first name starts with Mar, Mar-ion, Marion. What is an ion? Science teaches us that an ion is when an atom has lost or gained an electron and has more electrons or less electrons than the actual proton, right? I mean, not a proton, yeah, than a proton. So what happens is atoms usually have the same amount of protons and the same amount of electrons, therefore they're atoms. But when it loses one and go up or down, it becomes an ion, Okay. This is a scientific term of expression of energy. We are going to study energy, okay? So Suge Knight is a Mars ion. Now, what is a knight? A knight is a soldier, somebody that fights, okay? Now, we said he's an Aries. We see his name is Marion, okay? When you look at... Um, his affiliation is no secret. We know he's a blood, okay? Now, a key word for Mars is blood because Mars and Aries in mythology, mythology, Greek and Roman, they say that this is a planet of warfare. It rules the, it rules the day of Tuesday, 
And I always like to point out, if you go to the U.S. Capitol building and type in, go to Google Images, U.S. Capitol building, Statue of Mars, you see a statue of a warrior on the right-hand side before you go into the entrance of the Capitol building to Mars. And this is where they make the law, Mars, okay? Now, Mars is blood. So how is it that Marion or Mars Ion, who is a knight, who is an Aries, ruled by the planet Mars, Mars rules blood, and this man is a blood? Come on. It, it is no coincidence right there because his name itself was programmed to the frequency in which he is actually living out. Now, let's take a look in the sky. When we take a look in the sky, we call these planets transits. They're in the sky right now as we speak. Mars and Saturn are together in the sky right now, very close to one another. They're in a straight line. And when Shuddock was shot, they say it was Sunday, early Sunday morning around 1.30, which was the 24th, Mars and Saturn was 17 degrees Scorpio. It's interesting because when Suge was born, he, had, he was born when the planet Neptune, which is the planet of deception, secret enemies, drugs, imprisonment, on the high level is spirituality, psychic, clairvoyant energy. Okay? On the high side, he was born with Neptune in 19 degrees Scorpio. So what does that mean? This means that the day that he got shot, Mars and Saturn were in the exact same line of space of where the planet Neptune was when he was born. Okay? Now, there's something called the law of progression. It's called secondary progression. So it give you a term to look up. Secondary progressions inside of astrology. It's very important for forecasting events. The thesis of it pretty much is as you become older in life on your first birthday, the sun in your zodiac personal will progresses one degree. So as you become older, your chart becomes older and advances one degree every year you go up, just the, just the houses and just the sun, okay? So it's talking about the law of how your soul has progressed over time. It is very important. If you just Google it, you will see that professional astrologers who know this craft know that this is a highly accurate method of forecast, okay? In progressions, now check this out. Suge Knight is now a 17-degree Gemini, okay? Now, what did I say Mars and Saturn was? 17 degrees Scorpio. Now, let's look at this. Scorpio to Gemini, what is the distance? Because in astrology, we measure angles, like the prime minister was telling you. And so the distance from Gemini to Scorpio is about five signs away, exactly five signs away. There's 30 degrees per zodiac sign. 30 degrees times five signs equals 150 degrees. There is an angle in astrology when planets are 150 degrees away. Let's give you the wall clock scenario. Imagine a planet at 12 o'clock, let's say Mars and Saturn, and his progressed sun would be at 5 o'clock. That's five numbers away. That angle, if on a wall clock, that would be 1225. 1225 is a 150-degree angle. 
this angle is called a quincux, or it's also called an inconjunct. You can write those terms down. A quincux or an inconjunct. This is why I disagree, and I'm going to prove it. I disagree with traditional astrology because they say, well, the quincux or inconjunct is just a mild or medium aspect. It's not too tough as the opposition, 12 and 6 o'clock. I beg to differ. I think this is the worst combination because it has nothing in common when you examine the zodiac signs. For an example, Gemini's an air sign. It comes at the end of the season because it comes at the end of spring. And then when we look at, um, when we go over here and we look at Scorpio, we see that it is a water sign, not a hair sign, it's a water sign, and it's fixed. It comes in the middle of the fall, dead in the middle. It's stuck, it's stubborn, it's fixed. So they have nothing in common. So what Mars was in the sky is exactly, now Mars was gunshots, right? Injuries, warfare, it's blood, okay? It's exactly to the degree, 150 degrees away. And the ancients been recorded and said, hey, when you see things right here, this is, you've got to make an adjustment because it's something that's tough. Well, in this case, if we're looking and saying, hold up, sir, Mars in conjunct your son, your son, big homie, this is warfare, so you better strap up because if there was ever a time you was going to get hit, now would be the time. And your name is already Marion. This science would have already been, he would have had the science. You understand what I'm saying? So let's time travel a little bit because I'm going to show you what this in conjunct does exactly to the degree. Let's time travel to February 26, 2012. That is the death of Trayvon Martin. On that day, Mars was 16 degrees Virgo. Now, Trayvon Martin was born on February the 5th. On February the 5th, these are people who are Aquariuses. The sun, what I, said, what I said earlier, the sun or zodiac signs have 30 degrees. On February the 5th, the sun is 16 degrees Aquarius. So Trayvon Martin was murdered via a gun when Mars in the sky was exactly 150 degrees away from the sun. The same thing happened to Suge Knight. Is that a coincidence? No. This is a spiritual science. It is a phenomenon. This information was already pre-recorded in the ancients, the annals of history. And then when these events occur to match it, you have to say, salute, check, that correspondence is correct. Okay? That's correct. So I just want to show you that real fast understanding name is, names are frequencies and vibrations. It will attract what's associated with it, especially your perception of it, okay? But most importantly, I want you all to understand the planetary transit, especially dealing with Mars. I'll say this, and I'll give it back to the prime minister, that when you're dealing with Mars and Saturn together in the same region of space where Neptune was when he was born, this could be a government conspiracy. Somebody tried to hit him. This is a secret enemy because Neptune is secret enemies. Scorpio is who you're having sex with or who you're sharing money with, taxes, estates. So this could be a business partner that says put a hit on them. You know what I'm saying? 
But most importantly, when you're dealing with this Neptune thing, it's cloudy, it's secret enemies. You see what I'm saying? So beware <laughs> when you see Mars in a certain aspect when you study this craft because he is the most accurate, and I'll say it again, he's the most accurate planetary body in the sky to alert us that the rhythm of the cosmos is real. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. You have to ask the question, why would the United States of America, the U.S. Capitol building, with the United States right government law, why would they have a statue of Mars on the entrance to their temple? Somebody knows something, ladies and gentlemen, and this is a spiritual science, and we have to come back into it. And with that, I rest my case on Shug Knight. Man, 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 man. Um, man, great, great piece of work, man, to get the people in tune, Noble, uh, especially on this name phenomenon. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, I've been harking on this thing now since last August, August 4th. 2013, right, um, about this Michael dynamic. And they see me all over Twitter, man. I be going Twitter crazy, uh, doing my thing, trying to pe- bring people into this awareness, right, because we are living in a very, very, very unique time. And um, understanding light and energy is very, very important at this particular time uh, and how we are uh, dissect the circumstances that are manifesting in front of us by way of uh, the news cycle and these major news stories. Um, so, you know, uh, we're, we're dealing with the astronomical factor, or excuse me, astrological factor, and uh, to to give people a better understanding of how they can use these tools on a personal level, right, and who better to use than the stars, right, because People listen to the, to, to the music that the stars create. We, we want to dress like them. We want to talk like them. We want to dance like them. We want to be in relationships like them. We want to have the money like them. We want to drive the cars like them. So a lot of people are uh, influenced on a lot of levels uh, to to want to be like a lot of these people that they see. Uh, it's just the reality, you know, the, the, the uh, you know, the line, you know, your parents supposed to be your first role model, and this is absolutely true. Uh, however, however, right, if you got working parents and whatnot, um, the influence is coming from what's what's coming in your your, your sensory perception, what's coming in through your ears, what's coming in through your eyes, right? And you know, kids are in school, they're listening to their radio. Every this is this is the age of technology, man. Everybody got an iPad, iPhone. Android, you know, where they in arm's reach of their favorite record, YouTube uh, phenomenon is off the chain. People getting found on the Internet, walking in the stardom and fame. So these mediums exist, and um, we have to be responsible as a culture, right, Uh, to be able to do your entertainment thing and and tell your story, right, but at the same time have some, some, some major visual and audio go along with um, with your story in a positive light, right, where it's just not so fragmented, right, where it's more of a, a, a running theme of who you are versus just one documentary 
and you wrap it up and that's it for your whole career. You have a 20-year career with one documentary, and, and meanwhile, everything else that you're doing is, is not conducive as a role model, right? So uh, Noble was talking about names, and it is going to be real fast because I don't want to overdo this. I've spoken on this numerous times. But we're dealing with this Mike Brown phenomenon, right? It's funny. Today I saw uh, one of these websites. This, this was their choice of words. They said, in regards to Michael Brown, he was no angel. I think this was, uh, go to the root, R-O-O-T dot com, and you'll see this article there. Where they, this was the specific wording that they used. They said, he was no angel, right? Um and that's very, very, very uh, synchronistic, right, or coincidental, as we like to call it, right? But let's let's see how this thing adds up before I get into this next bill. And this is just solely dealing with the Michael Brown case, right? So we already got somebody coming out saying he's no angel. But uh, if you're familiar with any of the uh, the, the Kabbalah or uh, some of the religions that deal with the angelic forces, right, you know that Michael is the one who is like God, right? Michael Jordan, Michael Tyson, Michael Vick, Michael Jackson, Michael Johnson, et cetera, et cetera, right? But let's just look at the Mike Brown phenomenon. Obviously, we got Michael Brown, who was the victim in this case, right? They brought in a pathologist to do the second autopsy on him. His name was Michael Baden, right? Um, like the third or fourth witness to... Uh, come forth to talk about what they saw was a gentleman named Michael Bradley, right? The first police officer that uh, the name that surfaced on the web before they actually released the name of Darren Wilson, the first police officer's name that surfaced was Michael White, who's a police officer at the Ferguson Police Department uh, who had a case with another gentleman where he basically beat him bloody in the cell and it was a a real bogus case that went to court, and he got caught lying and 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 and, and, um, and whatnot. But nonetheless, Michael Michael White popped up. Then, of all the rappers that they had that they could have had come into the CNN studio, like in studio. I know Talib Kweli was out on the ground with his now famous interview uh, with the uh, what's his name Don Lemon, I think is this guy's name, but. Uh, they had a, a hip-hop artist come in studio at the CNN studio, and his name was Killer Mike, right? So right off the bat, we got one, two, three, four. We got five Michael phenomenons, right, that are engulfed inside of this story. Like Noel just said, this is a spiritual thing that's happening. What frequency, what is that angle of light all about, you know, um, we, we've given the characteristics and whatnot, but these, these, this light has information and data that is to be processed and downloaded as we continue to evolve and we move in a, in a, in a new location and space and whatnot. Things are changing. So uh, when these events happen, like this Mike Brown situation, right, these are events to jumpstart, right, uh, to be a catalyst for something new, uh, a wave that is trying to present itself here to get somebody's attention so that some change can come in uh, and things can be redirected. So moving forward from there, because we've exhausted this name thing and, and understanding 
uh, what it represents. I want to talk about something that happened in the hip-hop news just last week that gave everybody a big laugh, right? Uh, 50 Cent came out and challenged Floyd Mayweather to read a Harry Potter book. And then he came back and told him, well, we know those words would be too difficult for you to read, so we're going to put you in the, the cat in the hat or some type of book like this, some children's book for him to read. And it went viral. I mean, they had it on CNN, all of the hip-hop stage, all, all the hip-hop websites, Worldstar, allhiphop.com, et cetera, et cetera. They had, they, I mean, they had this thing posted everywhere. People were making comments on Floyd's Instagram about it. I mean, it went viral. And then Floyd came back the next day and posted two checks with, like, the sum total of, like, $76 million. And he told them, read this. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, listen, you're saying I can read, but I can definitely count, right? So uh, I want to look at this, man, because I want to take the time out to educate the people, right, the youngins out there, right, and, and the adults too because uh, nobody's exempt from the science. You can use this and from the day that you're born and able to understand it and interpret it to the day that you expire and leave your physical body here on this planet. So let's look at Floyd Mayweather for a moment, right? Because Charlemagne the God on the breath on the Breakfast Club uh, came out and he aired a uh, uh, it was it was it was a pre-edited version of the Floyd Mayweather came in studio and had to do a drop for some advertisement and um, inside of that drop. Like Floyd just couldn't get it right, man. Like he just he he had an issue with 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 actually pronouncing some of the words, uh, staying focused with whatever he was being shown on the teleprompter. He just wasn't able to get it down pat. And I mean, they played it repeatedly, right? Different segments of it, and it, and, it, and it, he obviously struggled there, right? But what I want to deal with is the science why this may be the issue, right? Obviously, we understand your environment, right? Um, you hear Nelly saying that he it's hard to deal with somebody who hasn't graduated high school, all of these type of things, right? But I want to look at the science behind it to help people, right, who may struggle with uh, their intelligentsia, shall we say. Now, when we're talking speech, right, or we're talking language, words, right, communication, we're dealing with the planet Mercury, right? Very swift, right? Moves real fast, right? Uh, rules Gemini and Virgo, right? Anybody that knows Gemini knows these people are witty, fast on their feet, quick to respond. Um, uh, and anybody that knows Virgo, we get on this new moon in Virgo, anybody knows that Virgos are very analytical as well, very detail-oriented. They don't miss much. Their mind is always focused on the task at hand, and they're able to see things fully through as far as the details are concerned. So we're dealing with these two constellations, but you're dealing with a particular planet that denotes your cerebral ability to think, to talk, to communicate, right? So in astrology, um, it's something called an affliction when a planet is afflicted, right? It means it's 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 in a very very critical state, 
right? It's got a lot of things going on with it. It's being aspected, right, by several planets, uh, which are harsh aspects in general, oppositions, squares, inking jokes, like uh, Noble Ampoo just brilliantly displayed dealing with the Shug Knight in the Incan Junk in his particular chart, right? So when you're dealing with an afflicted planet, this is what's going on. In Floyd Mayweather, right, I went to go pull his chart. You all can do the same for those that uh, want to get into the craft. His birthday is February 24th, 1977, all right? He's a five degrees Pisces, right? This is where his son is at. So sun, sun sign astrology he is a Pisces, but that's not what we're looking at here. Remember, these planets denote different uh, attributes, right? They send out different wave patterns that uh, have different probabilities and possibilities, right? But all of that falls inside of the keywords. So I've explained to you what Mercury represents, right? So now let's look at Floyd's uh, Mercury. First, we're going to look at his Uranus, right, um, which is a very, very sporadic planet. It deals with instant change, a lot of instantaneous things, right, um, uh, all of a sudden type of uh, burst of energy where things come about your way where you weren't expecting it to happen, but it showed up and you have to deal with it, right, very eccentric planet. So now this planet is making a hard aspect in which we call a square, right, to Floyd's uh, uh, Mercury. And it's an approaching square, remember, because, as I explained before, uh, 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 an approaching angle, it's when it's coming into, right? So it's in, the, the approaching planet is increasing in, 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 in the numeric and is getting closer to the degree of the planet that it's making the aspect to. So in this case, we've got Uranus at 11 degrees in, in Floyd's chart uh, in Scorpio, right? And he has Mercury at 20 degrees Aquarius. So this is an, an, an approaching square, right? So, uh, well, we're actually separating because we're dealing with the, the planet that moves faster. But the, the deal is, what I'm, what I'm expressing here is that uh, the mind, right, which is Mercury, right, you're dealing with a person who clearly when you saw that there, right, he's struggling, right? So you have a planet that's got a, a lot of change, right, uh, this dynamic where things are, can be all over the place. It has to be some order brought in after things are, have been shaken up, right? But it's making this aspect to his natal Mercury, which is dealing with his mind, dealing with his communication. Now, this doesn't mean that he's slow, right, although sometimes when you see Mercury being afflicted tremendously, this can be a special need type of child, right, uh, in certain situations, right? Um, and you have to, excuse me, you have to know that the house placement, those type of things will give you a better indication where these things going on, where these things going on inside of uh, the chart, these specific areas in houses 1 all the way through 12. So, um we can't be totally sure on that because I don't have Floyd's first time, but we can look at the aspects of themselves to get an idea of what is going on because the planets represent what the planets represent, right? Um, so it doesn't mean that he's necessarily slow. It just means 
Floyd might just have a lot of stuff going on in his mind all at one time. Thoughts are very, very sporadic. He's trying to pull things together to get it together, right? This is this is one example. The other example is, because remember, affliction means several planets that are making these hard aspects. He also has Saturn uh, at 11 degrees Leo uh, opposing his natal Mercury at 20 degrees Aquarius, right? And Saturn is the planet of restriction, right? Um, limitations, right? Slowing things down. So this can be a marker um, that denotes uh, uh, problems thinking, right? Problems seeing things all the way through. You see what I'm saying? Um, having an issue sometimes holding your focus for extended periods of time, right? And then the cherry on top is actually <clears throat> the moon in Floyd's chart, and, and I can see clearly why he's why he's the money team, because by the way he's got the moon exalted, which means does extremely well and exhibits the energy that it denotes very well in, in, in a specific constellation. He has the moon at 17 degrees Taurus, conjunct Jupiter, which is the planet of expansion, right, in Taurus at 23 degrees Taurus, right? So there, there, there you go. That's the explanation for big money Floyd, right, because he was promised this, right? Uh, and there's other things in here that denote um, fighting and or, 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 or the aggressive nature of a boxer that denotes uh, some other things as far as Floyd and his career is concerned as well. But uh, the moon at 17 degrees, Taurus, is also squaring his natal Mercury at 20 degrees Aquarius, right? And the moon is, uh, it moves extremely fast, right? In and out of a zodiac sign in about two days, right? In and out. So you got a lot of this fluctuation, Right, um, this energy that's 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 always on the move, constant movement, unpredictable, uh, restriction. You got all of these energies specifically uh, making an aspect to this man's planet that denotes his ability to speak, his ability to communicate, his ability to comprehend data. Right, um, so. Here's just an example, right? And we have we got a small dosage, right, dealing with the Breakfast Club interview, right? So it's a small sample to go off of uh, because I've never I've never seen Floyd Mayweather personally uh, read from a book or anything of that nature, right? Um, you know, language is language. You you know, you're moving and grooving. You can communicate fine, but um, taking the time to sit out to read and whatnot or uh, decipher things all the way through um, that may take more than just the action potential where you actually have to focus your mental energy. Um, he does have some of the markers in his chart that denote um, a high probability for him struggling to do that. And the thing is, like I said, this is an educational platform as well as an entertainment platform, but what we're striving to do is for the people out there, especially the parents, right, We've got these young children, young babies coming up in the world, right? If you're aware of these energies, right, at the time of their birth, you can filter in um, things into the child's environment that helps negate some of these things that can cause them problems later. You know, if you know your child has a highly afflicted mercury and you can see where they might not be a special needs child, 
but they have a problem paying attention and focusing, you might put them on a meditation regimen, right, at a very young age to get them to be able to focus their attention, right, and be able to concentrate for long extended periods of time. You might make them read a book every week or join a book club or stay after school because, you know, these are the things that your child uh, will have a problem with if you don't nurture uh, these positive things that can act as a counterbalance to some of the planetary energy that's affecting your child and yourself. So uh, with that, I'm going to give it back to Noble Ampu, and he's going to close us out with this whole ice bucket joint that everybody's going crazy over and thinking the Illuminati is uh, doing ritual. So Noble. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. See, remember, that was excellent, man. That was an excellent exposition. Um, and we're going to talk, I'm going to show you all the importance of mercury as well. Because, again, we want to get into the science. We want to get into, we're going to trace the thought form uh, of the ways here, um, which takes us into the realm of God. Um, the ice bucket thing is a phenomenon that um, some people think that, um, it is literally a racial design um, that was going to specifically target black America for purposes of cooling down um, your sexual energy or your own creative energy or just cooling down your spiritual energy, uh, freezing your brain so you can't think and become this, 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 this great superpower. Um, I tend to take a different approach. I hear it. I understand it. Uh, and I even like it because you're thinking outside of the box. You're just not accepting it on face value and you're starting to investigate it. Um, however, um, I don't think that it was specifically designed and targeted for, for black folks. You know, the truth of the matter is this is something that started in corporate America. And it wouldn't have to take uh, hope and a wish that black folks are going to catch on to it and then all of a sudden it's going to start this, uh, this, this domino effect and then the grand plan is, is realized when truth of the matter is uh, people who are thinking, if they were thinking like that, they're hurting their own people just to get to you and why not just give it straight to you? you, you it, it just don't, it don't, it don't really make no sense. But anyway, I want to get into Pharrell on this whole thing because I'm saying that Pharrell started the whole ice bucket challenge. Now, what are you talking about, Ampoo? How is that possible? Pharrell ain't had nothing to do with this, okay? Now, we're going to go into the realm of God. Let's go into God's son, Mr. Um, Mr. Nas. What did Mr. Nas say about Pharrell? Valley shoes, Gucci sneakers, Pharrell's a pharaoh, pizza features. Huh? Mr. Nas on the Blueprint 3 said that Pharrell no, is a run pharaoh. Run that, run that back. Run that back. No, they got to hear it. All right. Back. Let's hear what Mr. Nas said about Pharrell. Valley shoes, Gucci sneakers, Pharrell's a pharaoh, pizza features. Huh? Nas says Pharrell is a pharaoh. Keep the features. Okay? Now, we can get with Nas, the, the, the new moon in Virgo. Big shout out to the Virgos. Nas, Virgo, got a birthday coming up. Jay Elect, Virgo. You wonder why Nas and Jay Elect are kind of similar. They're both Virgos. All right, so, so he says that 
Pharrell is a pharaoh. Look at the name, Pharrell, pharaoh, okay? Now, Pharrell Williams, they say, is born April the 5th, 73. That's what public Wikipedia says, which makes him a Taurus, right? I'm sorry, Aries. Now, here's the key, ladies and gentlemen. The prime minister just told you. That's based off the position of the sun. When somebody say, I'm a Taurus, I'm a Gemini, they're saying that the sun appeared to be in this constellation when I was born. That's what they're technically saying, okay? But Mercury, as the minister pointed out, represents your mindset, your thinking capacity, the ability to speak. It's your intellect. It's all of your mental functions, okay? So the physical sun can be your physical characteristics, your, your personality type, but how you process information is ruled by the planet Mercury. The planet Mercury, ladies and gentlemen, when Pharrell was born, was in Pisces. Here's the kicker. What does that have to do with anything? Well, every zodiac sign has a planet that rules it. The planet that rules Pisces is Neptune. We're talking about Pharrell, who is the co-founder of the Neptunes. Why or how or where did he get that transmission? Where did Pharrell get the idea, the thought that popped up in his mind to say, no, nah, when I come out, I need to put a company together called the Neptunes? Why Neptune? And you never get it. Well, he's an Aries. Ain't got nothing. No, because his mind was in the constellation of Pisces, Mercury, when he was born. Okay? So what do the high side of Neptune look like? It looks like spirituality. It looks like dreams. It's music. It's intuition. It is spiritual phenomenon. It is the total, um, you dissolve your ego when you step into the realm of Pisces. And big shout out to Badu, who's a Pisces, because it, to me she implies she's the perfect perfect embodiment of what that energy looks like, okay? So Pharrell is the founder of Neptune's Mercury and Pisces. Nas says he's a pharaoh. Now, since Nas put him as a pharaoh, we have to travel into Egyptian, African cosmology, okay? Now, there is a god in, in the Egyptian mythology named Happy. Happy is a god who is pouring out water from a vase. Google it. Egyptian god Happy. So when Mr. Pharrell comes on and says... Y'all gonna stop playing. Y'all gonna stop playing with me. Happy is an Egyptian god who pours out the waters. No serious, dude, because you will see that that the track Happy came out. They saying in um, late 2013, all right. And the ice bucket challenge came from mid 2013 to early 2014. Happy is something that's still being bumped right now, man. It's still being played right now. All right, then sold 10 million worldwide. All right, 
Now, check this history, and I'm going to come off this. Check this history, and this is word of bond. Type in Pharrell Atlantis Apartments. Pharrell is said to have grown up in the Atlantis, not Atlanta, Atlantis Apartments, as in Atlantis, the ancient civilization that was said to have sunken in the Atlantic Ocean. Am I missing something here? This guy is a pharaoh, see it in his name. His name is Pharrell. This guy creates the Neptunes, which is spirituality, and he's from or grew up in the Atlantis, ancient civilization, apartments. Stop playing. What do Neptune rule? Neptune in the mythology is known as Poseidon. Poseidon and Neptune is the god of the seas, the waters. Mr. Neptune, Pisces, Mercury and Pisces. So when he says, I'm happy, Neptune who rules the water, 10 million strong, that was a grand Egyptian invocation celebrating happiness. And it came back in the form of water being poured down. Now, I know I'm not bugging, because if you just take a little bit of time and go research what we just said today, research, if you look in African spirituality with the Orishas, you see that Yemenya, uh, they, deal with the, they deal with the oceans, and you may see that Oshun may deal with the rivers. You will see that in Egypt, Ptah may be the hydrogen atom, and Shu is, 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 is this moist air and tefnu, you know, the, these, the gods were personified as primordial elements or subatomic particles that make up physical reality. That's a fact. That is a fact. So when you go back and you study uh, any culture to any culture, you will see that they had some type of special connection and recognition of cosmic forces. The sun, the moon became Diana, right? Like, like Michael Jackson started moonwalking, dirty Diana. Like, come on, come on. The, the science of spirituality has always paid respect to the cosmic forces, elemental forces in creation. And these elemental forces, which you breathe in, which your physical body is composed of, we, you and I, we will walk out and become the living embodiment of these principles. Pharrell on the spirit plane, because everything starts with an idea first. Spirituality supersedes, the mental plane supersedes the physicality. Not that it is greater, it weighs the same for us 50-50, but it's a yin-yang combination, male-female combination. You have to think it and then you have to do it. A thought with no action is really no good. You have to think it, then you have to do it. Okay? So do the math on that. Pharrell created that whole spiritual phenomenon by grand invocation of the God happy from the Nile Valley. Okay? This is an ancient spiritual system that is coming through speaking to you. Go ahead, Minister. No, nah, man. I was just going to say 
absolutely, man. Like you just were saying, these cosmic forces, uh, these elements, you got to look for the underlying thread. Uh, I got in contact with Mike Brown's cousin, Joanna, because I saw a tweet that they had put in one of the CNN stories where she said, uh, and Pete Game, symbolism is everything. She had a cancer glyph for her Twitter handle, and <clears throat> and she said that immediately after Mike Mike died, the clouds came out and it started raining. And she said mm-hmm. she knew that that's how Mike Mike was telling her that he had journeyed to the other side, right? Now, today, today, CNN did a story because they had the funeral, obviously, and they were giving quotes up from the mother and other family members and close friends as the funeral was progressing. And the mother, Ms. McFadden, said of her son, she said, I feel his presence. She said, he's in the rain. She said, I don't know what it is, but every time it rains, I feel his presence. He's here, right? So you're you're looking at this synchronicity. The cousin said that's how she knew he was all right through rain. The mother comes out two weeks later and says she feels his presence in the rain. But mind you, the uh, the hacker group, Anonymous, right, who is known for the V for Vendetta mask, right, right? You go back and you look at the movie V for Vendetta when he took the young girl under his wing and he staged it as if she was being held captive by the same people that captured him. She didn't know that it was all staged. He was just trying to get through her psychologically to understand what he had went through and when she finally realized what was going on, that she could just walk out of the door and she was free, they started to dialogue. And she just said, I need to be outside. I need to go outside. And it was raining, and the rain hit her skin, and she said, God is in the rain. God is in the rain, right? And you see these people, right, with a day of rage and exposing a lot of the details about some of the people at the Ferguson Police Department, et cetera, et cetera, right? You see all of these things culminating together. This is how you get your spiritual vision together so that you can know exactly what time it is, right? And we don't want to forget this either. There was a tombstone that was put out at the visual site a few days after Mike Brown transition and on the tombstone it simply read star power prayers star power prayers so what is the spiritual realm trying to communicate to us by way of these stars right so it's just something for you to chew on and think about right what's who puts that there. When when have you ever heard stars or star power being synonymous with prayer in the traditional sense in the mainstream public? Mm, that's not not a normal phenomenon, right? But um I'm gonna come off it from there, man, and 
uh, however you want to close this thing down over we can. I think we had a productive mm-hmm. uh, first show uh, getting into Suge and Floyd and Mike and Pharrell. Um, so, man, take us all out of here, man. Indeed, indeed, man. Just Google everything we say. Take your time. Connect the dots. We here. We're going to have a powerful broadcast. We've got a nice commitment uh, of shows that's coming to you uh, so y'all can connect the dots. And um, two little bullet points I do have real fast is the double back on sugar real fast is, is uh, the Hebrew word for blood is dam, like a D-A-M, dam. But it's interesting that bloods call themselves damu. You see what I'm saying? There's no coincidence there. All right. And another thing is, uh, big shout out to Mizek, uh, who just posted on the Facebook page. Uh, he said, "Man, also Pharrell is from Virginia Beach, which we knew, and there's a big old statue on the boardwalk of Neptune. So anybody who wants to Google that, you'll see a, a statue of Neptune on the boardwalk in the same area where Pharrell is from. This is talking about this is this is a spiritual phenomenon. And speaking of Neptune, if you think it's a joke, we go back to the United States government." Let's go to the Library of Congress. I want you to Google image search this one. King Neptune Thomas Jefferson Library of Congress. You're going to see a statue of King Neptune outside of the world's biggest library. That's not a coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. This is Star Power Prayers at its greatest. Visit the main website, hiphopastrology.com, myastrologycoach.com where we have a host of tools where we can we help you out. And um, uh, we definitely got something that's really phenomenal. We got something called the Kadosi Shot, which is our own calendar. And we start when the full moon is in Aquarius. This is an ancient time, uh, ancient pattern. And, 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 and when this happens around late July and August, this is when the Nile, the river, started to flood and happy started to pour the water out onto um, the land as we see from the mythology in the sky, as we're starting to see in the physical reality. The Aquarius age is fully here. So visit the website, it's hiphopastrology.com and myastrologycoach.com. Get that calendar, read up on it, because it will help you understand rhythms and patterns. And that is so, that's like one of the most important things. Wouldn't it be so cool if you could predict your next good day and your bad day you may, you, may, you may find a pattern. And being a prime minister, we've done this already. We know exactly when. The truth be told, we know when our wives will give us hell. Am I lying, prime minister? <laughs> Am I lying? We know the day. And it happened. And we sit back and we just chuckle with each other because the science is learning how to transmute the current of the day. Because nobody purposely wakes up and says, I'm going to give my husband hell today. There has to be some type of event. That occurs. You understand what I'm saying? So get the calendar because it's going to help you out. All right? And with that, I pass it back to you, man. We out of here. Hey, man. Anybody want to do any inquiries, find out other things, what we got going on, uh, hit us up at info at hiphopastrology.com. Once again, that's for inquiries and other information that you might be interested in. Um you know, we, we we call ourselves the advisors of the 21st century. Um, we really, really do mean that. Uh, that is a slogan that we have ingrained on our hearts and our minds to facilitate it to the best of our ability. So 
if you need us, hit us up, info at hiphopastrology.com. We'll get up with you. If you need some planning, uh, whatever, man, just to know when things are more conducive uh, for you to make big moves or when you may need to chill out or, you know, just whatever. You know what I mean? Because it is a science, and um, that's what we use it for. So uh, just stay with us, man. We're going to be doing this every Monday night, same time, uh, 9 o'clock East Coast time, uh, PM, that is. And uh, y'all just stay with us, man, and we appreciate y'all for coming out. Show one, episode one. Hope it's Jews in here for y'all to go back, decipher, look up some stuff, and come back ready, prepared yeah. for next Monday because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some more dynamite to go down next Monday. Yes, yes, indeed, man. Each one, tell one, share the words, share with a friend, tell them to tune in, sit back, relax, only for an hour to think different and connect the cosmic dots. There's no such things as coincidences. Let's get into the inner mysteries of it. So with that, family, we thank y'all. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.